It is the 31st century. Ulysses killed the giant Cyclops when he rescued the children and his son Telemachus. But the ancient gods of Olympus are angry and threaten a terrible revenge. Mortals, you defy the gods? I sentence you to travel among unknown stars. Until you find the kingdom of Hades, your bodies will stay as lifeless as stones. Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton and with me as always is my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And this episode we are looking back at one of my absolute all-timers, Ulysses 31. Yeah, now this one, um, I've got to admit, I don't remember first time around or probably even second or third. I was introduced to this when I was about 16 by a friend of my brother's Um, and so then... Um, we were towards a time where stuff was starting to appear on the internet and it was, it was easier to track things down um, than it had been previously so I, I came to this a lot later and by god it was it was probably the, the first time I'd got, I'd got to look back at a, a kids program and go fucking hell this is good yeah this, this really is fucking good um, having said that I think this is probably we'll, we'll dive into it obviously this is probably going to be one of those cases where unfortunately my memory of it is slightly better than it actually is however having said that um there are some obvious faults with it but i have still enjoyed the fuck out of what i've rewatched. i've not had chance to rewatch much uh because i've just got back for holiday uh and i've pretty much had to mainline as much of this as i can uh since i've been back but i've thoroughly enjoyed doing so um it's just so fucking well i guess we've got to be careful i'm about to say it's just so inventive which it is um but it's also treading a very fine line on some copyright infringements yeah i'll come on to that um... <laughs> yeah i mean this really has got uh this is a star wars cartoon written all over yeah. it all right well, I'll, I'll, I'll launch straight into that obviously the just the the aesthetic was, and sort of the style of it was very similar. You had his, um, obviously, had his his laser sword with a gun built into it, and all that sort of stuff. There was actually a lawsuit in um, nineteen eighty, oh, sorry, the mid eighties, um, against Haim Sabin um, from uh, from Lucas Lucasfilm regarding uh, copyright infringement of John Williams. Um, right. So battle, okay. I the, didn't realize there actually was a lawsuit. Yeah. Um, the the. The battle theme um, of Ulysses Terras the Cyclop, um, which is obviously the the, the initial um, the initial uh, score you get in the first episode, um, it's, uh, it was finally caught to blatantly use John Williams' cue from um, the start of Empire Strikes Back when the um, the battle the battle of Hoth, battle of Hoth. So they they, they wow. kind of went in swing and went, you know what, fuck it, we're going to make a Star Wars cartoon. We'll even make this sound right by it, and they just went a bit too close, unfortunately. Um, so they what that doesn't surprise me <laughs> i yeah. mean the, the comparisons to star wars are fairly blatant so the fact that they ripped some oh, music gosh, yeah. off does not surprise me at all no not at all i mean um on the back of that they uh, let's pay damages to um to john williams and to lucasfilm and then um they were allowed to retain original prints so they didn't have to go back right. and rescore it, but anything new had to be rescored 
or they'd have to pay it all. It could have been worse then. It could have been worse. Yeah. I mean, they, they could have uh, they could have completely fucked it and and uh, and handed over all their all their royalties. So that was uh, it. It was a bit of a win, really. Um, in, as far as mm-hmm. far as you can win in losing a lawsuit. Yeah, I, and I mean, okay, so that that's the music, but just quite apart from that, I was I, I wasn't aware of that. I, I was more getting to the fact that there's also obviously it's a space opera, yeah. so there's that comparison. Ulysses just flat out looks like a younger version of Ben Kenobi, and especially when you consider how Ewan McGregor would later come to look as the younger version of Ben Kenobi. Yeah, it's that's right. Quite uncanny, to be honest. It, it, it is. Um, I, mean, you've, I mean, obviously that's. Um... It's 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 modeled in such a way. You've you've got to wonder: is there a bit of a t- you know, is, is is Lucas enough of a dick to put, do a little tongue in cheek uh, nod to that? Go, yeah, well, we'll no, just to prove a point and show that I mean, you are, you have made our a cartoon of our film without doing it. We'll make our character look exactly like yours because that's what you did in the first place. Quite possibly, um, and then there is, as you said, there is the uh, laser sword in inverted commas. Yeah. Um, although this, I would argue, this is marginally cooler than a lightsaber yeah, it's by virtue of it's actually a gun yeah. as well. Absolutely. So it's, it's basically like they've taken Han Solo's blaster and put a lightsaber in the top of it, um, yeah. which is and pretty let's be fucking fair, when, awesome. Yeah, and let's be fair, when, you, when you're a kid, that's the sort of thing you do. If you've got a lightsaber to play with, you'll always you know, be able to run around making laser noise, noises with it as well because you can't hold both. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, then there's things like, obviously, there are the droids that they have for comedy effect. Yeah. Um, it just look this clearly existed i mean this came out in 81 i believe yes. initially yeah. um all the best things were created in 81 just for the record yeah um well i mean yeah she shares the awesome year of birth so um i I genuinely think this was just like somebody looking at Star Wars and going, "How do we capitalize on oh, that?" Fuck it. I mean, even um, if you look at stuff like the, um, I didn't w- get to watch much of it. Um, I've not been feeling too great today, so I only watched the first episode. Um, but obviously, having watched it more recently than uh, than I'd like to admit, it wasn't such an issue. But even like some of the ships, um, like even they had um, feel like some of the even they had some of the similar aesthetics and similar stylings of the Star Wars ships. Um, there was a. Um, I'm assuming it was something to do with the Cyclops. I can't remember, but it was um, almost a bit like an oversized Tie Fighter. Like it had no, had yes. that sort of structure, but it also sort of looped it instead of just being so sort of stopped at the sides. It came all the way around the top. So you had that. You had the um, the, the even the Odyssey had had elements of um, of the snow speeders to it. You know, it's like they didn't even try to hide it. They kind of well, we'll, no. we'll make it look the same, which we'll make it red and blue. Yeah, yeah, it really is like somebody's just gone. How can we capitalize? Like, what's popular? Star Wars. How do we capitalize on it? Uh, do the same copy shit. Copy it. Yeah. Um, now, having said that, I think we are doing it a slight disservice because even though it might look like Star Wars and share a lot of the same elements <laughs> as Star Wars, like where this thing really comes into its own is just how fucking nuts it is in the approach it decided to take, which was that. It basically took Greek mythology mm. and transposed it to space. Absolutely. And all of the stories are based on Greek mythology, which straight away gives you a fantastic bank of fucking excellent stories filled with drama. And characters as well. Uh, and I mean, to be fair, I mean, yeah. yeah, okay, it looks a little bit dated now, but it's fucking beautiful as well. Just the, the entire, the way oh, it's, it's put gorgeous. together. I mean, it looks beautiful. The writing is 
the writing's good. The acting, for the most part, is okay. There's some annoying uh, elements to it, but uh, yeah, that's that's the worst part. That, yeah. <laughs> that um, is the bit that I I, mean, I touched on that says it has it has faults. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, <laughs> but it, yeah, it, it's absolutely beautifully put together. And I mean, you you can't argue it's too derivative of Star Wars. Yes, it's aesthetic and the fact it's set in space and you know, many thousands of years later than um, the Greek than the, um, the the Greek myths that came from, but. That was just what was popular, and you see, you, know, you see that done quite often now. Where you just go, right? What's popular? What's you know, what's in the zeitgeist at the moment? We can take a Frankenstein. We can take, a certain, no, we we can take Greek mythology. We can take, you know, we can take the old uh, Roman gods, and we can make them into something modern. That's fine. So you, it's it's very difficult to argue it's entirely derivative of Star Wars because there's a far wider bank of material that it's taken from, um, namely obviously the um, namely the Odyssey and all of um, all of Greek mythology. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, you touched on it um, just now that, you know, the, the writing, I think, for the most part is is excellent um, in mm. terms of the, the craft of the story. Anyway, some of the dialogue uh, in the English version is well, not yes. some of the, like a lot of the dialogue is very on the nose. That is largely due to the localization, I think. I was going to say, cause I, um, I think we'll move to, we've talked about this on other shows as well, whereby it was done in, in Japanese, then dubbed into French, then dubbed from the French rather yes. than um, directly from the Japanese. So, um, yeah, you, you're always going to get that because it becomes more watered down and more diluted the more they, they, um, they translate it. Um, I mean, I, I kind of had the same thought with that. Some of the dialogue was, was quite ropey, and some of the performances were a bit bleh. They're awful. <laughs> awful is the only... The the performances in this are some of the worst I have ever seen in a cartoon. And that is... When I say the performances, I mean the majority of them. I, now and again, Ulysses will have a moment where you think, yeah, okay, he carried that off. Um, but 90% of the time, the performances are abysmal. However... I I am willing to cut it a certain amount of slack because of the localization, because it's gone from Japanese to French to English. Um, and, you know, sometimes with localization, it can work in its favor. If you look at things like Pokemon, hmm. um, I, I think the localization actually does Pokemon a favor. And I mean, Nintendo are, are renowned for adding humor into their localizations anyway. Yeah. But Pokemon really makes it work. It's slick. They use it to add humor. Um, whereas this, they just try and... I think... Because the stories are so meaty and there's so much to get through, yeah, um, they just try and shoehorn those lines in as best they can. And there is just, quite frankly, too much dialogue and too much complex sci-fi bullshit dialogue, if we're being frank, um, yeah. for these actors to get through in such a short designated period of time. Because, of course, it may not take as long to pronounce the sentence in Japanese or French. So, yeah, and I th- or I think that's, I mean, that's a- consequently, it may take longer. So yeah, and I mean that's a fair point. But I mean, what we've got to remember as well, looking at stuff like Pokemon and the stuff that's come in the '90s and then even into the century, that they learned a lot of lessons from the stuff like this that was done in the early '80s. That they, a lot, of, not a lot of the criticism they had was it, you know, it was too wordy. The translations weren't very good. The you, know, you, you lost a lot. No, you lost a lot of the the character, a lot of the charm in the translation. And they've learned from that. So by the time you get to a Pokemon, which was what mid to late '90s, I can't remember. Um, you know, they, yeah. they've they've kind of They've learned from that. They've gone, oh well, yeah, okay. We we need to spend a bit more time on that. So when we get the writers in, it's not just a case of right. What what is that a direct translation? How do we make a translation fit? Because you get idioms and things like that. But not only that, what can we do to make this a bit more relevant and a little less dry? So by the time yeah. you get to your Pokemon's and, and things like that, it, they really have done a lot of work to it. And I, th- I think that's possibly yeah, one of the that's fair. one of the 
I mean, we talked about this with um, on on many of the things when we did um, Jason and Blood Warriors on Who Wins that the biggest legacy of a lot of these shows, apart from being fucking awesome, is the fact that so many people learnt and used them as a way to hone their crafts. By the time they get then got to make their own shows, they they'd learnt the lessons from that. They they'd they'd identify what the mistakes were, what the criticisms were, and they've worked on that. So then you move into the nineties and you get um, you know, the products are a lot better. Then you move into the two thousands and okay, there's a bit of a shift in the kids' TV gets a bit of shit, or maybe I get old, one of the two. But generally, the, the things that we, we, we criticise with these older shows don't happen anymore. No. No, I think that's fair. And and to its credit as well, you know, whilst I'm saying that some of the performances are, are bad, um, and I guess maybe I'm, I'm looking for an excuse for that to a certain extent, but I can't shy away from it. They are bad. Um, mm. There's also... I mean, as you alluded to, this show is fucking gorgeous. Like, the animation isn't the best. It's serviceable. It's not the best. But you literally could freeze frame this show. And it is some of the best comic book inspired art, I would say, that I have ever seen in a cartoon. Any single frame is absolutely stunning in in the way it's drawn. And it is a very old school comic book style you know there isn't tremendous amounts of detail um but the line work and the colors are so bold and dynamic it it just looks gorgeous and of course you've got the backdrop of space and everything as well now with all of that also i would argue and i did try this as an experiment and it worked um you you can turn the sound off entirely and just about follow what's going on here um, yeah. so you know so strong is the visual storytelling at work here um and and you've got to give it credit for that even if you don't give it credit for its performances so yeah i think you know, that's fair, fair play I mean, on that yeah. account yeah i mean there are as i said there are faults with this show but i mean it's when we look at some of the other shows you know, we look back to the episodes we've done and some of the other shows we've looked at and some of the things that we thought at the time were great and then you look back and now you're fucking hell what they do that for and with the exception, yeah. with the exception of the, of the direction of the performances, I don't think you have that here. So you, you have this beautiful setting. You have a very um, epic score, uh, a very epic scoring for the most part, mainly because it was ripped off from John Williams. But you know, you've, they, again, they've spent the time and the effort trying to put the, the best product out they can that will appeal to you know, to this sort of market. And I mean, bear in mind that you'd had the first two Star Wars movies at this point. Um, cinema was improving, so that people were looking for these sort of looking for smaller versions of, of big screen films effectively rather than looking for stuff for TV so that, and they went all out and did this and they, so they spent the time they spent the money and it does show and I think that it's, it was a very bold move but I, I think in that respect it paid off and I think that if anything the performances are the only thing that really let it down oh they definitely are it is solely the performances that are disappointing here and as I say, a big part of that may be due to the localization. Mm. Um, but there is, as you said, we've looked at other shows before that we've been really eager and excited to go back and look at. And I've, nine times out of ten, I come away disappointed. Um, and so of late, when we look back at a show that I really love, I've started to become a little bit worried. Yeah. Um, I was not worried about this at all. Mm. Um, and I, you know... I, I, I didn't come away from this feeling that it was... I, I didn't realise quite how bad the performances were when I was younger. But other than that, when I knew we were doing this one, I mean, it was one of my suggestions, and then obviously I'd forgotten that I suggested it, and when it rolled around, I got very excited. Um, I got 
really, really excited and knew I wouldn't be disappointed because I just, my memory of Ulysses, and I haven't really watched it that much since, and my memory now, sort of looking back at it, is that it was quite possibly the most fucking metal show yeah. that has ever existed. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's fair. And it still is that. It is the most ridiculously metal show that has ever existed. And you want to talk about soundtracks, which we do on a weekly basis. Like, this is like the creme de la creme of soundtracks as well. The theme for this is over three minutes long. Oh, it's, I know. It's, and again, this this was the first thing I ever saw of this or ever heard of this show was that, um, I said, it was a friend of my brother's who, um, he was randomly singing it. I thought, what the fuck are you on? I don't know, what, what are you doing? I said, do you know, do you know what it is? No. So then, again, he had um, he had a bit of like, taped off TV stuff he'd had since he was a kid with episodes of View of the Seas. I put the first one on, I was like, fucking hell. And, yeah. and that was it. And I just, I said, just that, just the the the, the theme, and then that. Yeah. After that, obviously, you know, as, as things evolved and the, like the internet rolled around and things became a bit easier, even though it was you know, dial up and shit. You, you then found that you know, there were fan sites. There were, you know, I mean, they were basically you know, single pages, but there was there was stuff on the internet about it. And then later on, when you got you know, got into things like you no know, file sharing, people had the themes on, and that was available. It was like holy shit balls. This all of a sudden, it, no, it opened my no. It, it was a complete eye opener because I'd never seen this before. But I mean, with the exception of possibly Jason Will Warriors, I'd never seen anything on this sort of scale either. Uh, yeah, and that is the thing when I, when I say it's metal, it is that it is that it's just so ridiculously epic and over the mm. top. Um, you know, down to it's not good enough for Ulysses to just have a lightsaber. He has to have a gun that turns into a lightsaber and a fucking laser shield that he can carry in his pocket. Yeah. It's not enough for him to have a spaceship. He has to have a spaceship that can split into two. Yeah. And, so, and a belt so, that lets him fly. And, yeah, and a fucking rocket belt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just the most excessive show possible. And it just gets away with it because it's it's just ridiculously cool and it knows it's cool yeah um, and i think not only that i mean that given the, sort of the, the the weight of the subject matter as well and the, the weight of the original text i mean it's not you'd be forgiven to think for you know, thinking well okay well we we can't really do gods because even though you know they're not the gods of our society and christian culture and all the rest of it we might upset some people and then fuck it we'll have all the gods we'll have all the big ones and, oh they and, lean into it big style like it's it's reasonably faithful to be fair like obviously they adapt it and set it in space but you know considering it's for in inverted commas kids they yeah. make a fairly good hash of adapting these stories they do um and i mean again like the fact that you know we've talked about um overarching narrative before and having a, a proper story arc they the fact they had it there to follow was great but you had 28 episodes of this it wasn't as if they had went, oh well six episodes and he's home it's fine no, they went all out with this. Oh yeah, yeah, they went for it. I mean, I think there was, there was more than twenty eight, wasn't there? I think there was a second series at some point. No. Or if not, maybe they changed the titles halfway through the first one. But they, I, I definitely remember there being two distinct title sequences. They may have changed. I'm not sure. So they're twenty six, not twenty eight. Apologies, my eyesight's not great. Um, I've dimmed all the lights so I can. Uh, I can, I can see a bit better. Um, yes, there were tw- 26 episodes, but they may have changed titles. I can't remember. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe, no, maybe, maybe one was... Maybe uh, remembering as well. Who knows? 
Possibly. I mean, BBC did air the Japanese version um, in 1986, so maybe it was uh, maybe they had a slightly different version. It's not unheard now, of for them to have different credits. That's interesting. Then, so I would imagine the version that I first saw probably was the Japanese version. Because I would imagine it was about 85, 86 that I was... I mean, obviously, yeah. I didn't watch it first time out in 81 because yeah, I was... Just, like, just 18. Like, I was literally just born. Yeah. So, um, if I was born at all, I don't know what month it was It was out in 81. Um, sure. But, yeah, around about 86 would be about right for me getting exposed to that. would have been about the time I was also into things like Voltron and stuff like that, which, again, yeah. not too dissimilar to Ulysses. Um yeah. It's like basically all the coolest things from all the coolest franchises that were out at that time. Ulysses was just like, yeah, fuck it, we'll have them all. Yeah. Giant robots, yeah, we'll have one. Yeah, Transforming spaceships, yeah, we'll have one. Laser swords, yeah, why not? It's the hold my beer approach, isn't it? It really is, yeah. Right down to Ulysses' own fucking awesome beard, yeah. which is the best beard in animation. It is. Barnum. Now I've got to be honest. I when I um, started rewatching um, the the first episode earlier, and the, one of the first things you see in the in the opening sequence is him kind of, I don't know if he's floating or if he's sort of landing from a jump, but it kind of, it always reminded me of um, Jaga, um, from yes. Cat, just because it's it's all sort of spacey behind him and he's a little bit obviously he's, he's in normal co- he's normal color, yeah. but he's slightly ethereal. He's got his cape going. Yeah, that's them. Obviously, that, I don't think that no, that's that wouldn't be derivative. But again, it's just that's that that's the thing that always jumps out at me is that one shot, or that that one yeah. sort of sequence. Where I would go, oh fucking, that's good. There's Thundercats in that, and obviously Thundercats came looks, later. So yeah, he just looks fucking cool, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, if it was if it wasn't cool enough that he's got a laser a blaster with a laser sword on the end, a laser shield he can carry in his pocket, a fucking jetpack belt, an awesome beard, seriously cool metal hair. He's also got a fucking cape. Yeah. Like, what more do you want? Seriously. <laughs> what no. more do you possibly want from this character? Yeah, it's a fair point. Um, and I think that's... I mean, talking about, talking about character, I'm sort of moving into that, but I think that was another thing that really impressed me was that the, the characters were all very well-rounded. I mean, even yes. the lesser characters were very well-realised. Um, I mean... When obviously you look at write-ups now, and I think you get you get a paragraph on each one of the, so the, the main four, and then you go on to No No and Shirker, and you get like a line or two. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, again, it wasn't a case of you had these two-dimensional characters. Now they, they were, it wasn't just a case of they were no, they were following no, they were following a, a script. You know, they were pretty well realized. You had no, you had motivations. You had um, it was it wasn't just a case of right, well, you've got to find your way home. There was a whole there was the backstory with Cyclops and. Um, Telemachus and I'm going to get some of his pronunciations wrong so um, forgive me for that um, but the, no, the way they set it up it was absolutely again it was beautifully done because it would be very easy to go well yeah this one goes on a quest to get home it doesn't really matter why he's just on his way home and we'll throw these other characters in just to flesh up at screen time again they sat down and they went right okay what do we need to do to make these char- this character relatable what do we need to give him a, we'll give him a son what do we need to do to make, you know, to make the, their journey worthwhile to make people actually want to tune in and yeah, I mean, when we looked at um, Willie Fogg a couple of weeks ago, I mean, there were elements of that, but I don't think the characters were as rich as they are in, in this. And it was not a very, and it's obviously it's a different premise, but it's similar in, in as much as there's a journey that you have to go through certain, effectively trials every every week to get to your next destination on, on your way home. Um, so there are similarities with with that part of it. 
but I think the characters here are, are far more relatable, even you know, nearly 40 years on. Um, than, yeah, thanks um, for that. I said nearly. <laughs> um, but, you know, but it is. Uh, but I mean, that's, it's something that you know, in lesser shows, the characters haven't really stood, no, haven't withstood that sort of passage of time. And I think here they have far greater than a lot of things we've looked at so far. Yeah, they definitely have. And again, that, that owes credit to the writing. Obviously, a certain amount of that is owed to the source material. Mm. Um, but dialogue, dialogue aside, that again owes credit to the writing. You know, you are seriously invested in Ulysses because besides his just character design being seriously cool, um, he's on a sort... Well, he's on a classic hero's journey and he's got a redemption arc in there as well. This is his fault. His whole crew yeah. is in suspended animation because of something that he did. Yeah. Albeit that what he was doing was just and true because he was saving the children from the Cyclops. Um, in doing yeah. so, he's angered the gods. And so this is all his fault. Then, as you say, you add into that then um, he needed a reason to go there in the first place. So you add in Telemachus. But then rather than just throw Telemachus in as a child to be kidnapped, you give him a kind of love interest in Yumi. And yeah. then Yumi has a whole reason for being on the mission because Numenor is in suspended animation as well, who's her yeah. brother. Uh, so everybody has a reason to be there. Everybody has agency in the story. And that yeah. is rare, especially in sort of these action-adventure cartoons. A lot of times characters are there to serve a purpose, and that is that. Yeah. Um, and, and that's I mean, very even, much not the case here. Yeah, and I mean, if you, if you look at it, we talked about, uh, so we mentioned some similarity with, um, with the sort of droids for Comic Relief, but even... Um, no, no, was it no, 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 no? I can't remember. No, no, yeah. Um, no, no. But uh, even even he was useful. It wasn't just a case of them. No, he wasn't an exposition droid like C three PO. He was he was actually there, and he actually did. You know, he did stuff. You know, he he was he had some skills with with machines, and he could repair stuff. He and he was stuff. quite often. He would find the children when they'd run off and got in trouble as well, and yeah. report back to Ulysses and that yeah. sort of thing. And and on top of that, he you know he was because he was a machine. He was incredibly strong as well. So they even went to the end of the career saying, right, we need to design these secondary or even tertiary characters really so that they they as I say they have agency they actually there's a purpose to them being there they're not just comic relief like an orco or a, or a snarf no they yeah, actually which, do something which, which is a dangerous trap that he, you could fall into i mean primarily when you when you first see him you think that's what he's going to be he's yes. going to be an orco or a snarf or a t-bob or whatever yeah but he isn't as you say he does have his own agency again and his design as well although Obviously, it shares similarities with those. He is quite unique, and he is memorable. If you, even if you can't picture no no now, as we're talking about, if you were to see a screen grab of him, you would instantly go, ah, yeah, you will remember no no. Yeah. Um, you may not have realised it was no no from Ulysses or whatever, but I guarantee you, you will remember and recognise no no when you see a picture of him. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it was quite a unique design. Um, and, and you mentioned the exposition as well. One of the things I think it does really well, actually, despite the fact that some of the dialogue is horrible and the performances certainly are, is considering how much story there is to tell, I think it actually handles this exposition very well by always giving it, and it does this all the time, it always gives it front and centre at the start of the episode, and they always do it via the ship's computer. Yes. So, it, you know, if it's a horrible, cold exposition dump, then it's like they just lean into it and just go, do you know what, the computer's going to read this in a monotone voice, which she can get away with because she's a computer. Yeah. Here's the story. Okay, now let's get on with the laser swords. Yeah, which is pretty much what you want. Yeah, 
that's that's absolutely fine look you've got you've got like what 25 minutes to tell this story so fine front yeah. load the exposition for me let's go well that's yeah. it and that's sometimes no, I mean, uh, yeah it's, it's a clunky way of doing it but at least they went yeah we're not going to try no we're not going to try and you know, weave it in and we're not no we're not going to sort of try and insult people because they oh well we 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 didn't want to have no block of exposition, but we just kind of need to get you through this bit. They went, no, fuck it, just do it, get on with it. And then it, nobody cares about that. Let's just watch the show. Let's watch no, let's watch the laser swords and the ships and stuff. Because that's yeah, what no, that's, that's the what audience we, they're looking for. for. Yeah, that's it. exactly. And it, it and it is literally. It's like, look, Ulysses, we've scanned this planet. This monster's on it. This is why you need to kill this monster. Off you go. go. I've had it. Yeah. And and that and, works. Yeah, totally, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think. To, as I say, even though the dialogue, yes, can be heavy-handed, the performances are certainly awful. Um, I think the rest of it is so strong that it just—I just give it a pass. I do. I just give it. There are there are certainly other shows where, if the the exposition was this clunky and the dialogue was this bad and the performances were this bad, I would be absolutely berating them. Yeah, but this just gets away with it because everything else is so fucking slick and so good. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think that, um, I mean, it's, I mean, you know, we've talked about this before, it's very difficult to judge things from that long ago by, by modern standards anyway. But I think if you were to hold this up against something that was something similar that was, that was attempted now, I dare say that you, you wouldn't be looking at the modern version in the same, with the same reverence or the same appreciation as you do with this. No, I don't think you would. I don't think this could be pulled off now. I, I just don't. I think, as we just said, it would try to be too nuanced, if anything, and try yes. to be too clever. Yeah. And then it just won't work. This works because it's so fucking cool. End <laughs> off. It's just, it's the only argument you ever need to levy for Ulysses. If somebody starts railing on it, you just go... Yeah, but it's so fucking cool, and I don't think they can argue that because no, it is. And, and the thing is, if if it's the sort of thing you're going to be watching, you're going to be watching because it appeals to you because it's cool. And if it's yeah. the sort of thing that you don't think is cool, you won't watch it anyway. So it's not an issue. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I aside from the obvious problems that we've discussed, I don't think I can say anything bad about this show. It's just it's too much fun. It's too cool, and I mean, who doesn't love mythology anyway? Well, Thinking that's about it, this may even be where, because I, I do have a fairly healthy interest in Greek mythology, and this, and I certainly did as a kid. I was fascinated by it, and, and thinking about it, this may even be where it started. Probably. Uh, it's probably one of the first exposures I had to it, I would say. So, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine so. Um, and yeah, it's, no, it's, it's not a bad way to introduce you to it. I mean, can you imagine giving a giving your average 10, 10 year old a copy of the odyssey yeah like it's not it's not gonna happen get sit them down for 26 episodes of this and they'll know the fucking thing inside out yes exactly exactly um so yeah for, for me this was always gonna be like i said i i didn't go into it with any sense of worry whatsoever no. No, I think, and I, I've, I mean, that's sort of, I, I've been bitten by that a few times. Um, Raccoon is being probably um, the biggest example of that. Definitely. Um, I mean, I, I loved that show as a kid, and even when it went into um, into reruns in the sort of the, the late nineties, it was always on. It was on in the mornings before school, um, and it was something to watch. It, was, it wasn't the news, so I chucked it on, and I liked it. And then when we went back to it this time, I was like, "Fuck it, that's just a big old train wreck." I wasn't. Cause I went into this thinking, right, okay, I'm not worried about this, and I've seen this. 
probably a couple of, no, I've probably watched it through probably three or four times in the last 15 years. So I'm quite, I'm, I was quite comfortable coming into it. I wasn't concerned at all. And I think that one of the limited bits I have rewatched today, um, again, I'm going, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to put it on again. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I say this for quite a few things and I never end up getting the time to follow them through. But now I've started rewatching this. Yeah. I absolutely do want to see it through all 24 episodes. That's not, would you say 24, 26 it was? 26. 26. 26. That's not a massive time investment. No, it's, 30, um, it's thirty less than thirteen hours. Wow, is that all it is? So that's yeah. you know, I've watched more recent TV shows that are thirteen episodes long that are way worse than this, I can guarantee yeah. you. Oh definitely. Uh, I mean you know, there are some questionable things in there as well. It is a product of the eighties at the end of the day, so some of it's a little bit distasteful in places, but yeah, but do? it was Japan well, that's and it a... was the eighties. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it, you get to a point where you 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 have to you have to forgive contemporary culture a certain amount because you can't you can't go back and retrofit it. No, even so, Yumi is clearly a paedophile's idea of a sexualized Smurf. Um, <laughs> but kind of can ignore that, I think. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be able to ignore that now. I'd never thought of that, but I don't think that's ever going away. Oh man, she she like walks around kissing everybody, like her her default thing yeah. to say thank you. She, like you get all the big old love hearts coming off, and especially when it's no no, he gets all shy about it, and it's like this is meant to be a little girl. Like this is a bit weird. Yeah, true. And she's clearly there as as I say, there's, there's clearly sort of there's definitely tension there between her and Telemachus and they're both very young yeah. that is wrong um, I know. I mean I know this is based on Greek mythology when you'd fuck anything that moved but still um, well to be fair I think the life expectancy was about 12 wasn't it so yeah so little bit questionable and like I say yeah. there's definitely somebody who had a thing for Smurfette was involved with the design here so who didn't have a thing for Smurfette uh, yeah okay you got me on that one, but at least Smurfette was I'm of age. I'm glad that went that way. I thought, yeah, Smurfette yeah, was of true. age, so that's okay. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, I think. But, um, I mean, apart from yeah. the whole interspecies side of it, you've opened a can of worms now. Quickly back away from the mic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, fair point. I'll change the subject very quickly. Yeah. Um, so the show itself, then, um, I say it was. Um, a Japanese French co-production by Deek. Um, it was the first, um, the first show that was actually made Deke. by, yeah. It was the, <laughs> it was the first show made made by them as a studio, um, as an independent company. Um, their first show, uh, Archibald uh, the Magician, was um, co- uh, production of RTL. So even though it's deemed as being their first one, it was actually um, Ulysses that was their first um, solo, produ- or their first independent production. Um, Distributed very widely, um, it aired in nineteen countries between nineteen eighty three, uh, nineteen eighty two, and or nineteen eighty one, sorry, nineteen eighty six originally, uh, and then popped up again up until uh, around about two thousand and six. Uh, so I mean, this this thing was still showing around the world until two thousand and six. Um, Jeez, I didn't realise it was made, still showing I mean, that late. Yeah, I mean, it was. I'm just looking at it now. It was on Toon Disney in this country. Actually, it's later. The um, the wiki page is wrong. Um, in this country, it appears to be the latest, um, where it's it was on um, BBC eighty five eighty six, Channel four ninety three, Children's Channel ninety four ninety five, 
Disney Channel 9899, Fox Kids 99, Jetix 2005 2009, and Toon Disney 2005 2006. I mean, this thing's, I mean, this was still Jeez. running 10 years ago. It was still airing 10 years ago. I mean, I definitely remember it airing on the children's channel. That would have been the last time I saw it, I think. Um, yeah, I've maybe yeah, dipped cause... into the odd episode here and there since, but the last time I watched this, like properly watched it, was definitely the children's channel because. I, whilst I know I probably watched it on BBC first, I very much remember this as being a children's channel show. So, but right, then that yeah. would make sense because I would have been like 12 then, so I would have been probably prior yeah, to memory. this. Yeah, you, so. yeah and you, you'd remember that period more. Um, but interestingly, I mean, there's a list on the, the wiki page of um, what other countries it was broadcast in, so 19 countries, um, including um, so Costa Rica, Cuba, and El Salvador. Um, so, you know, it's, I mean, everywhere had this show. And, that's a point where America had it later than Cuba, which probably wow. really pissed them off. Now, as if it wasn't possible to make Ulysses any cooler, <laughs> now imagine him doing everything with a Cuban accent in great big heels, chewing a topic. Like, yeah, that would do it. There you go. In fact, he's got the heels. He's got those massive fucking boots. Yeah. So. All he needs is like a big flared shirt or something. I'm not culturally insensitive. Not me, sir. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it's funny you mentioned actually the um, so the costume there. There was um, the original in the original pilot um, went out in 1980, and they had, they redesigned some of the characters. So obviously that meant um, redrawing um, quite a lot of the um, quite a lot of the characters for the for the for, for the series. Um, one of the biggest changes, or one of the most notable changes, apparently. Was um, with Numenor and Yumi. Um, their design was the same, but the cut, the colour of the clothes was different, um, and their boots were shortened. They were originally knee high, and they were reduced to normal length boots for the series. Oh Why in the fucking God. hell was that necessary? Ah, uh, Jesus Christ! Um, well, first of all, this just makes the whole Yumi thing even worse if she was in knee high boots to start with, as well. Yeah. Oh my God! That I'd like to think that was someone with some relative amount of taste going, actually, no, you can't do that. She's a little girl. Um, yeah, I'd maybe. like to think. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I mean, just, I mean, but again, it's the sort of thing you think, how did that get through concept? How did you get to a point where you actually animated a pilot? Where, no, if, if, if that's one of the things you know you have to change, why get to that point? Why not do it in, no, when you're first designing the character? I mean, I guess there's a little bit of like, I've started, so I'll finish. I don't know. Um, I guess it's like if you've gone so far, at, at some point it's got to be cheaper to actually finish that pilot and then start again next yeah, time true. than it has to completely redo a pilot, isn't it? Yeah, true. Um, but I mean, there were, there were lots of redesigns and remakes anyway, but that's all the time they got to the series. Um, like the, the ship was um, was slightly redesigned. Um, Telemachus was largely redesigned. No, no, was identical. Well, I mean, no no's design is spot on. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it didn't change from the pilot. I think it's the, um, from what I'm, what I'm reading, it's the only the only character, the only design that didn't change. Speaking um, of the ship, this is the Odyssey yeah. we're talking about here, yeah. 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 And speaking of things being derivative and ripping other things off, this is yeah. only. I I remember thinking this at the time, but this has only just popped back into my memory. Some motherfucker from Deep Space Nine watched this show. I'm oh, just saying it because the yeah. Odyssey and Deep Space Nine look very fucking similar. Just saying. Yeah. Again, don't shoot the messenger. We're just pointing it out. If you want to sue somebody, yeah, you know where to point so it. So if 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 like Deke 
ever want to recurse some of that mad Lucas money. Some of the Star Wars money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go after Roddenberry and his crew. I mean, don't exhume him or anything, yeah. but go after his family or something. Well, go after his estate, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. That's not, we, sometimes we sort of look at these shows and there's lots of stuff, there's a lot of talk about the production, there's a lot of talk about problems on it. With this, I mean, the, the, the main um, essence of what they're talking about is they redesigned some of the characters um, and the fact that there's large lamentations of the fact that it's never been mass, never been widely available in the US. So I mean, here, like here we had um, we had a full DVD release. I can't remember when that was. In America, they had a um, a a set with four episodes, and then there were no plans to release at the time. And then the company that were doing it went bust, um, so it never got released. I mean, I think just giving you four episodes is worse than not oh, having yeah. it at all. Because once you've started this thing, you're going to want to finish it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, that's the bit I was looking at. So the entire series available in English in, in a complete DVD box in the UK um, and in Australia. Um, in the United States, one DVD entitled Leo's 31, The Mysteries of Time, was released containing only the first four, uh, first four episodes. The first four episodes were also available on Jaru, a defunct online video site operated by Cookie Jar Entertainment, who, with whom Tika Seeds merged. Um, on the 22nd of October 2012, there are no plans to add more episodes. So they are really sticking it to the Americans at this point, going, you know what? You don't fucking deserve it. You're not having it. Maybe that's because Lucas sued him. Maybe. Maybe they went, yeah, we can't be asked to take the uh, take that music cue off, so we'll just not release it. Could be. But then again, it was, in, it, it was in the first episode, so if they've released the first four episodes, it's kind of done already. Yeah, I guess. And it's not like you could release the show without the first episode either. The first episode is vital. so It's a little bit important, yeah. I mean, that is the thing with this show. Like, whilst it is episodic, um, again, it's one that has a very specific arc running all the way through. It's not one that you're just going to dip in and out of. You need to watch this no. whole thing. It's one story being told over 20-some-odd episodes. It is. I think the only time it deviates, there are, I think, four episodes that, that, are, that were aired out of sequence. Um, so when And they've been deliberately put out of sequence. So... Um, episode two, um, the Black Sphere, was actually supposed to be episode three. Right. Um, and uh, the episode Flowers of Fear, which is episode three, was actually supposed to be episode two. And then when you get into the twenties, so the order runs nineteen, twenty, twenty-four, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-one, twenty-five. So they kind of dicked around with the ending a little bit. But I think because the uh, even though you had the overarching narrative, because you had they were all they were all individual stories, they're all individual parts of the uh, of, of the mythology. You could get away with it. Yeah. As long, as long as you had the end at the end, you could and um, you didn't have some of them meeting somebody in episode twelve, but they've all, that person's already appeared in episode five. As long as you don't fuck up the continuity that way, I think they get away with it. Yeah, um, I guess. So I mean, it's it, it's it's episodic, but you can, for the most part, you can kind of you can follow it. If you would fo- if I'd imagine if you'd watch it, the order they were supposed to be aired as opposed to the the order they actually aired, I don't think it would make that much difference to your to your viewing. Whereas if you if you kind of just went, oh, fuck it, I'll watch number 12, then number 4, then number 1, then number 23, it's not really going to make a lot of sense. I oh, know, you'd be all over the shop. Especially, like, there are a few times that I can remember. I've seen one in the rewatch, but it's definitely happened more than once. Like, Numenor dips in and out of the kind of weird stasis that they're all in as well. So you could that get was a story very issue. confused. So... 
Yeah, I mean, that wasn't, they weren't consecutive. There were three episodes where he came out of it for various reasons. Um, I did read that earlier. Um, Yeah, so, um, yeah, before being finally released, the first time was in The Lost Planet, where uh, the Odyssey comes across a white Zotrian moon. Secondly, in Mutiny on Board, where the crew is subjected to possession by the aliens. And then the third time is in The Magician in Black, where the entire crew is awakened by a powerful spell. Um, so I mean, they were part of episodes. It wasn't a case of he could have been, you know, he, he woke up at some point and he was supposed to be awake after that point. It, it didn't run that way. It was just for the stories. They kind of needed to wake people up to have right. more people involved. So I, I'm not, I don't think it was a continuity error. Anyway. If it was, they've covered it quite well. Yeah, I, I just, I definitely remember Numenor being awake at various yeah. points through the series. Yeah, uh, so that was that was always intentional. It wasn't, uh, wasn't a case they fucked it up, I don't think. Okay, fair enough. But if if they did, they got away with it. Oh yeah, totally. At no point did it confuse me. Um, I just think maybe if you're dipping in and out and you ended up watching, you know, by some weird freak circumstance, say two Numenor episodes back to back, and then all of a sudden he's in stasis, you're like, yeah, that's a fair there, point. Then? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's very true. Although, if at any point you're confused, like there's a good thirty seconds in the opening. <laughs> Which basically tells you everything you need to know. That opening's so fucking awesome, man. Seriously. Before you even get the theme, you get the whole story narrated to you by a fucking Greek god. It's incredible. No, I mean, to be fair, obviously, um, we're not allowed to play the whole thing because we'll get sued and we don't have any money. Um, But it's largely available on sites that, you know, may may run with Bluetooth. and yeah, just you know, look for the Ulysses thirty one opening, and it's right there, and you get you get all three and a half minutes of it. It's yeah. absolutely perfect. At, at this point in time, I haven't decided what part of it I'm putting over the credits to this show. Um, I would like to give you the whole intro that recounts the story, but it's more likely you're just going to get the chorus because that's the really awesome bit. Um, but yeah, to be fair, together, that, that's the best bit awesome. stuck in your head anyway. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, but so. but I mean, if you get if you get that kicking in after you've had that opening narration read to you, it's just epic. It really is. Yeah, yeah. And at this point as well, I mean, we've talked and we've you know, much we've talked about this much wanted um, soundtracks our theme songs episode that we're going to do at some point. I defy anybody listening to come up with a better soundtrack than this one. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I've I've this has been my horse in this race all along. Like I'm totally with you, hundred percent on this. This is. Yeah, maybe it can be toppled. I don't know. Please do try I, to prove us wrong, but there is nothing that springs to my mind that tops. I've got this. a couple that I've got a couple that are memorable for different reasons, and a couple that come close. But yeah, I don't. I think. I mean, for me, this this one's absolutely perfect. But so yeah, I mean, anybody listening, come at me. Let's have it. What no? Yeah. What what is better than this? Yeah, totally. And like theme, there are some, theme song wise. Yeah. There, there are better. There, there may be better shows, but theme song wise. Yeah, I, I mean, even theme song-wise, there are some which are more in your face or slightly... You know, like we talked about Pokemon, that's one of my favourites as well because it's rocky as hell. Um, mm. But this is like the full package. You get an opening narration that gives you everything you need to know about the show. You get a kick-ass theme that you're going to be singing all day and you get the awesome visuals of Ulysses just flying around on his rocket belt with his cape billowing behind him and stuff. It's it's fucking epic. Yeah. What more can you ask for? Yeah, totally. What more can you ask for? Totally. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I say it's... 
it feels, no, it feels like it's gone quite quickly, but I mean, I don't really know what, what else there's to say about this. I mean, there's, there's not much we can criticize about it apart from the performances, which obviously we covered earlier on. And I think for, no, for me, I mean, as I didn't get to rewatch it much, as much as I would have liked, and I will be going back again to look at it um, in a bit more detail. But yeah, I mean, for me, this, this was just a, a, a really good way to spend, spend a couple of hours. I don't, as I, I don't have the baggage of having seen it when I was a kid, but um, since then I've watched it quite a few times and I'm quite happy to pick it up and go again. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, look, look past the performances. They're bad. Okay, they're bordering on awful. Um, <laughs> but everything else is so good that just grin and bear them. You know, they're serviceable. You get... You get the dialogue delivered that you need and the the visuals convey everything else just go with it go on this journey it's worth it the character designs are awesome everything about this show is cool as fuck it's as simple yeah. as that this show is just yeah. fucking cool yeah and i think as well i mean if if if, no, if, if you're a sort of if you're a writer or an inspiring writer and you're looking at sort of anything episodic be it tv or film or uh, or um books or whatever this is a really good place to start because it kind of gives you the pacing and the tone you need um, as well as the aesthetics and everything else. And yes, okay, the dialogue is ropey as fuck, but you're look, looking past that and this, this is a very, it's, it's a very good example of how well adaptations can be done without pissing on the original. And given, given how different this was original, the original, the original set in, um, in uh, ancient Greece and this is set in the, uh, in the 31st century. So there are massive disparities, but it still translates really well. So I mean, it's it's a really good place to start if you are looking at that, looking into that sort of uh, uh, enterprise or that sort of endeavour as well. Also, a good place to look if you're a paedophile who likes Smurfs. Just saying. Yeah, everyone's got their thing. I don't necessarily need to know about it. Um, if that is your thing, please don't tell us. Also, maybe seek some help. Stop listening. Like, don't really want your sort. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, may, yeah, maybe you should sign better by getting some sort of help, help or seeking some sort yeah. of therapy. No, but yeah, as no, Smurfette's fine, but no, this is just not not quite right. Yeah, and on that but, note, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's Ulysses thirty one. Um, if you want to talk about it, I mean, we've I've mentioned it doing this show um, over the last couple of weeks, and people have been very excited about it. Um, just seeing them, just sort of getting a chance to go back to it um but yeah if you want to get in touch um feel free to do so you can find us um on facebook with the double m podcast network you can find us on twitter at smpd pod um you can go to our website uh, ddpodcast.net where you'll find some of our older episodes um some of our partner shows as well uh, but until next time see you later